Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. The The sun is shining. The, the weather has warmed up significantly for this Easter weekend. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm as well as can be expected, I suppose. It's not quite Florida-esque out there, but it's nicer than it has been. Yeah, uh, it's nice. Um, I went out for a walk uh, just before nine o'clock and it was lovely. T-shirt and shorts. This is your mandated one piece of exercise a day, I hope, Josh. You weren't just out on a jolly. You've got to stay home Absolutely and protect the top. NHS and save lives. Absolutely, Tom. I got uh, my allocated one hour of exercise in uh, and then uh, was indoors, you know. And I won't yeah. leave the front well, door once ever again for today. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> today. Uh, yes, well, I've, I've, been, I've been staying home protecting the NHS and playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. I don't know about you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I you think know, that's a more um, effective slope. Any way possible. Yes. Stay home, um, play RCT. <laughs> so the NHS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, to be fair... It's uh, something that I have enjoyed getting back to. There were certainly many uh, summer days uh, that many would argue were wasted on Road Coaster Tycoon in my childhood. Uh, sunny days where I could have gone out, got some fresh air, yeah, enjoyed the great outdoors, and I was instead cooped up in my bedroom, much smaller bedroom at that time, playing Road Coaster Tycoon, and it has felt like a bit of a throwback to be doing just that some 12 years later or maybe more than that which is quite wasted scary. seems harsh i mean i guess so I, I i mean one could certainly argue that it has not necessarily benefited my life in any great way that i spent all that it was time all playing research roller coaster research for a future as a theme park podcaster is that what you're suggesting yeah absolutely right well um, i mean i i've gone back into roller coaster tycoon with a, a fresh pair of eyes, uh, more informed, and all sorts of theme park parlance and vocab that 12-year-old me wouldn't have ever understood is now coming into play <laughs> when I'm designing the park, Josh. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I, I spent long and hard thinking, do I want to do a hub-and-spoke theme park for my RCT project? Uh, does this roller coaster need a top hat manoeuvre? Uh, all sorts of stuff. So big I'm questions feeling, that need answering. I'm basically the next. Uh, is it Joe Rody? That's me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ex- last uh, week, Joe Rody uh, has actually oh. been. If you follow his Instagram, he's been going around. Uh, well, I don't know if he's actually there. You know, at the moment, but he's been posting photos uh, of different areas of uh, Animal Kingdom, which is obviously his um, brainchild. Um, it's fascinating to see. Like his his take on certain aspects. It's really cool. So he's doing like empty tours of Animal Kingdom, like behind the scenes. Yeah, but he's taking like kind of artsy uh, photography um, and then putting some cap- some cool, interesting captions on them. Oh, interesting. I might have to check that. Is that what's that on his Instagram or? Uh, yes. Ah, cool. Yeah, I must admit I've been slacking on the Park Crush Instagram front. It was it's it slowed down to a, an absolute crawl, but 
yeah, we're not supposed <laughs> to be going outside, and all the theme parks are shut, obviously. So there's not really much that yeah, can be it's... done. Um, fact, although, uh, no, go ahead. Uh, my family have uh, just started planning uh, extended family. Uh, my brother, uh, his wife, uh, and three kids uh, have decided they're going in 2022. Uh, my parents are invited, so my parents have absolutely said yes. Um, I'm also invited. Uh, so I'm potentially going back to Disney World in 2022. Ah, how old will you be then, Josh? <laughs> Uh, wait, so I'm 20, <laughs> 27 this year. Wait, what, how old am I? 27 this year. Uh, 20, I'll be 29. Right. Well, yeah. you know, Disney keeps you young. And frankly, I don't know about you, but I'm basically treating this as a a lost year. So I, I'm not turning 27 <laughs> this year. I'm, I'm just going to stay as I am. I don't know about I don't know about you, but that's the approach I'm taking. Uh, it very much, I've very much decided it depends on if I'm having my birthday in isolation or not. Oh right. Well, you see, my sister is my sister's birthday in the space of like a month has basically turned from being potentially the best birthday ever because we were going to be at Disney. We'd never been uh, to to Disney for someone's birthday before. We were planning to do the the whole day at Hollywood Studios and go and see Fantasmic for the first time and the dining plan and all that stuff. It was going to be great. And now <laughs> it's the complete opposite of that. So I don't know if uh, we're going to try and recreate the original plan at home or something. I'll put some dumb Mickey ears on and uh, we'll wave some, spark- on the TV. wave some sparklers around in the garden while my dad pretends to be a dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get through that, but I'm sure we'll come up with something appropriately stupid. That does sound like a nightmare for Hansbeck. Yeah, I thought you were planning to potentially go back for the 50th anniversary, which is next year, correct? Uh, yeah, but that's a that's a personal plan rather than a family plan. Oh, you might go back by yourself. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, uh, well, you know, just just pop in, buy a baseball cap, and then leave. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd like to think that that you know, you talk to the right person at front desk, they would just let you sneak in if literally all you want to do is buy a cap. Like, do I have to pay the hundred and thirty dollar day ticket to just come in and buy a cap, or you just give me the cap? Just, just give me a cap. Come on, come on. Uh, I definitely think there's an interesting conversation to be had at some point about what exactly is going to happen to these theme parks, what they're going to look like after all this is over. But um, today, oh, and also what we're going to be doing, uh, we sort of just mentioning Joe Rody there. Um, I've been watching the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, uh, which is finally out here. And we are planning, I think, to do some episodes uh, about uh, the Imagineering story as well uh, as the series develops. But today, we're doing Rollercoaster Tycoon 3. Um, oh, yeah. Following up from last week, which uh, if you listen to it, you will have heard from uh, a uh, a more recent version of myself than the primary version of myself in that particular episode because it was recorded some time ago pre-lockdown. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a strange time capsule type episode because although it had only been recorded really... a few weeks prior to last week it felt it feels like ages <laughs> since yeah that, that, uh, that could have been three years ago who really knows 
yeah, I'm in a weird situation with this lockdown where it does feel like ages ago, like this has very quickly become normal. And but at the same time, it, it's also the days are also going quite quickly. And I think that's probably because they're all blending together. Yeah, I, 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 for a long time, I couldn't figure out whether it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, and then it turned out it was a Friday. And I was like, oh, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it might also be, it might also help me in some way that I often forget what day it is anyway, just by virtue of the kind of shift that I do. Yeah, and uh, because I, I so quickly become desensitized to horrible news as part of my job, also I think that's also in a weird way kind of helped me get to grips with this whole situation. Like it, as awful as it obviously is, it it's, it it forms it part of my job to cover it. So it's it's a strange. Yeah, I, I kind of have a strange. It just all feels weird, but we will wait and yeah, see. Yeah, it doesn't help when um, you lose your spare time to Rollercoaster Tycoon Three. No. No, I, it, it, absolutely. I feel like I'm in some weird sort of time loop where nothing's changed and my free time has reverted to what it was 12 years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, I have to say, Josh, I've been thoroughly enjoying my return to Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Uh, we did play it together very briefly in what was probably the last time we recorded in person before the lockdown. Uh, but since lockdown, I've played loads of it. Um, a lot of the time that we were supposed to be in Japan a couple of weeks ago, I was instead spending in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. So, yeah, I guess it might make sense for me to just talk you through uh, my my park because I did build a complete park and to all intents and purposes finished it. took a couple of days. Uh, so I guess we could talk through that and then... And then kind of do what we normally do, which is look back on kind of the critical reception to the game and and its legacy. What do, what do you say? Sounds excellent, Tom. Thanks very much. I thought so. Um, <laughs> actually, before we come to my park, I don't know. What are your sort of memories of RCT3 and uh, what impact did it have on you, Josh, on young Josh? Uh, I think this was the period of time where I became like properly into theme parks and roller coasters. Right. Um, and on top of that, I had the DLC as well. Um, but I predominantly remember playing Soaked, which is a like, water park-based DLC. Um, yeah. And so that really brought my interest in uh, kind of water parks as well uh, and brought that into my... A uh, theme park repertoire. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, this was back in the day when they were called expansion packs, Josh, not DLC. Sorry, yeah. Um, Come on, yeah. Uh, Soz, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it was so much fun. I remember going to um, a friend of ours, uh, Andrew, uh, his house, and we'd just sit there and play Rollercoaster Tycoon for hours um, and just discuss, you know how we wanted the rise to go and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I've spoken before, I think, about how this was probably the first roller coaster game I really got into. Like, I did play the original RCT when I was much younger, but probably didn't have a, a full uh, grasp on its intricacies and exactly what I was doing. But yeah, RCT3, I was uh, young enough to still be sort of wide-eyed in amazement at it all, but also old enough to 
have some better understanding of how it all worked and uh, uh, being able to enjoy it uh, more fully. Uh, but as I say, coming to it now, basically a theme park expert at this point. And so I was able to bring all that real world expertise into the game. And uh, I've had a great time, I must say. That's excellent to hear, Tom. Thanks very much. Uh, so um, we spoke about in the RCT2 episode about how one of our biggest problems with it was that there was no sandbox mode. So you couldn't just j- jump in and let your creativity uh uh, or unleash your full creativity. Whereas in RCT3, you absolutely can do that. There is just a sandbox mode where you have unlimited money and you don't have to worry about uh, that side of things holding you back. There are scenarios yes, and things. Sort the park like, guests. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although in this game, you can make your own park guests, which is great fun. Uh, and then kind of zoom in on them in the park and see what they're up to, which I quite enjoy doing. Making virtual versions of us and my family and quite good fun yeah uh yeah i uh i used to always try well i didn't always try i tried it once uh there was you could rename some of the guests uh yes. to certain names and they would be cheats uh yes. so i tried to make a family of just cheat names and it didn't work oh that's strange maybe they had to be in separate families uh i think it had like to do with you had to enter it in the get like what while you was actually in the game for it to mm. register. Um, if it just t- as if it was just a guess that turned up, it wouldn't register as a, as entering the cheat. Yeah, I think as well in this game, this was the first one where the guests also had some something approaching individual personalities. Like obviously there were a a handful of preset personalities that were duplicated among all the guests, but. I think in previous games they were all just kind of completely generic, whereas in this you had like adults, teenagers, kids, and they had preferences for the types of rides that they liked and that kind of thing, and how much money they might be willing to spend on snacks. Which yeah, definitely. You could uh, yeah, you, there was a bit more personality to it all, uh, and you could zoom right in as I say and see them all, helped by the fact that this was kind of the first fully fledged three D RCT game, so. Uh, well, RCT two didn't feel like a huge step up from the first game, despite only despite there being like a three year gap. Um, from RCT two to three, I think there was only a two year gap, and yeah, it feels like a far greater leap forward. And is, um, you know, it's it's closer to uh, what Planet Coaster would become than what RCT two was. I would suggest. Uh, yeah, um, I think you know. Uh... RCT three had a much bigger team working on it, so it was a bigger or quicker turnaround, um, and kind of easier. Easier is the not necessarily the correct word, but um, you know, with a bigger team, you can make a lot more changes in a smaller amount of time. Uh, often, um, and clearly, uh, that's what what happened here. Um, and but where RCT two was very much a refinement of RCT one. Uh, RCT three was uh, a reimagining and a of where these park uh, game genre should go. Yeah, and uh, and worth noting as well that this is developed by Frontier, so there was no real Chris Sawyer involvement, I don't think. And um, uh, Frontier would go on to make Planet Coaster uh, and various other sort of similar games like Planet Zoo and Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, they so, made Zoo Tycoon as well, right? 
yeah, the they did the, the newer Zoo Tycoon game. Yeah, uh, I don't know who made the older Zoo Tycoon games. I know they were published by Microsoft, but I don't know who actually developed those because I remember sinking an awful lot of time into Zoo Tycoon Two. Right. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, game. I'm not sure who made the originals. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I, I'll talk about my park now. So, um, yeah, as I say, it was sandbox mode, so full creativity unleashed. Uh, I was making my own custom roller coasters and water rides. I even uh, designed my own fireworks show, which you can do in this game, which is pretty fun. Uh, there's like I when I remember we were playing it back in the day, there was a big modding community around this game, and you could download people's preset rides and kind of other licensed stuff that probably shouldn't have been in there, but that you could get into the game quite easily. I remember recreating a, a, a version of the Jurassic Park River Adventure based on someone else's design. And uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really get into that kind of stuff this time. It was all, it was all my own work. Uh, but I, I assume you could still indulge in some of that. Now there are probably still some dedicated fan sites for this game around. Um, yeah. yeah my, um, I don't know. I guess there's steam workshop support. Uh, it's not in actually. It's not on Steam, is it? Is that correct? No, it's not. There is still a Steam store page, for, but you can't buy it. And I did a right. Yeah, my my extensive research uh, informed me that it was taken down from Steam about a year ago because of licensing issues. Uh, but you can still buy it in various other places. I think it's on Good Old Games, but don't hold me to that. It, I bought it on the Mac App Store because I'm on. Uh, I'm on an iMac, so that's where I bought it. And uh, yeah, it's a really good version. It's it's well optimized, and unlike a lot of um, previously popular Mac OS games, it has been updated to run on El Capitan. Uh, it's a 64-bit program now, so it runs just fine. Looks pretty good. I can run it on full settings, etc. So um, yeah, um, I, on the, on I, the... I bought it on uh, Good Old Games. Oh, you did. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's available there. Uh, nice, um, but yeah, Josh. I thought appropriately. My starting point for this was the London Resort, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, because then you know, if if it if if it turned out that I was going to get bored of this and just abandon the game, then I could argue that I was just sort of method acting. Uh, but if if it actually came to fruition, maybe it could be a point of reference for the uh, London Resort team. Oh boy. Who, um, I don't know what they're up to right now in the midst of this lockdown. Probably not a great deal. No. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if London Resort never comes to pass, I'll just upload this save game to uh, somewhere and people can experience it for real. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, well, that was the starting point. It, it did kind of take on a, a life of its own eventually. But uh, we start with um, High Street. Um which is the kind of the main street of my park, which I did just call the London Resort, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, lots of lots of effort went into decorating, making it uh, the sort of uh, the welcoming uh, opening to a park that that you would want. Lots of uh, food stalls, drink stalls, gift shops, info stands, toilets off to the side, so they're not in people's way. Then there's no eyesores around. I was very uh, very determined to ensure that it looked it looked good and looked welcoming. Uh, you could argue that if I wanted to be true to the British High Street experience, I should have plopped a load of shots, shops down and instantly closed them. <laughs> but I have kept them open, and people are able to buy all sorts of dumb souvenirs, uh, which are all 
disgustingly overpriced. Is there a big site that says Tesco's coming soon? <laughs> uh, no, but maybe I should look into that. Because as I say, you can yeah. kind of import custom images and things to put on banners. Uh, so you, <laughs> maybe I should try that. And it's just like a half-finished block of flats or something. <laughs> Uh, but yeah i i have kind of tried to recreate a kind of sense of a british high street um uh i've used all the kind of classic lamp posts and benches and rubbish bins that are in the game to give it that kind of feel some random uh cars parked around you know like car prop scenery items to uh, indicate cars that have just parked up on the side of the high street things like that uh, but yeah, there's not really any rides and stuff in that section of the park. But when you come to the end of High Street, there are a few directions you can go in. It's not a hub and spoke design, Josh. It's a little bit more of a sort of Bush Gardensy, Sea Worldy, Universally kind of random, uh, just head off in a random direction kind of design. I don't, that's not really a technical term. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, hub and spoke. Everyone knows what that is. When it's not hub yes, and spoke, I don't know if there's a name for that or what. But just random is the best way i can think of uh, describing it uh, yeah i don't think there is uh alton towers uh is kind of random um thought park is a little random but i guess they reckon they've got some sort of there's a kind of circular pattern that you can go around in or on at thought park but um alton towers is definitely a bit more random yeah uh we need to do those parks at some point, but obviously who knows when they will return to action. I mean, I guess it's not impossible that they go a whole season without opening. Yeah, um, it's very possible. It's going to be uh, it's going to be tough on the industry, I'd have thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially, I mean, like obviously, yeah, yeah. Let's let's save it for another episode rather than get into it now. Um, so yeah, when you get to the end of kind of the high street area, you can keep going, and there's kind of like a, a more sort of slightly generic area where there's a big viewing tower uh, and some other sort of scenery. But the viewing tower, I made it go as high as it possibly can, which is fun. Nice. Uh, and then you can also keep going down. I guess you could. Uh, this is kind of where I put all my transport rides because if you keep going towards the back of the park whilst staying on this kind of main generic path that comes off of Main Street or sorry High Street, gosh, <laughs> not a very good representative for this park. Uh, shocking there's kind of again a, a slightly more generic kind of area where there are some animal exhibits but also a, a train ride where you can get a better view of some of these animal exhibits and then also the entrance to the uh, suspended uh, monorail train which if you get on there will then take you around the entire park it's as high as it can possibly go so it's very high and uh, it, it offers is very stunning high. Stunning views. Yes, you did get a, a peek at this park via the very high-quality Skype video calling feature. I feel like we're probably the only people in the world who are right now using like Skype. Like It feels like everyone else who is using video conferencing and stuff in lockdown is has moved on to t- Teams or Zoom. Or, or Zoom. But yeah. we have still got our feet uh, back into like 2006. <laughs> Skype's easy, right? Once you've got an account, it's 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 just easy. I guess so. I don't know how good the quality is, though. I mean, I must admit, it doesn't seem great to me. But I haven't used any of these other ones, and all the stories here about the privacy issues surrounding Zoom kind of makes me not want to try it. Yeah, I mean, Teams is basically just Skype. Um, it uses the same system pretty much. Right. Fair enough. 
Um, um, so in terms of my themed lands, uh, I'd, I'd say the first two you come to uh, are Starport, which is my sci-fi area. Again, very highly themed, lots of fancy uh, alien-looking trees, uh, lots of robot animatronics and other such things surrounding. I guess you could compare it to the feeling of uh, and also what I've tried to do is when you walk into each land, there is kind of a an extended kind of walkway that kind of is designed to kind of be like a, it's not an instant transition from um, the main high street of the park and the land. There's kind of a, a longish walkway that sort of will gradually transport you into that setting. And the idea oh, is that nice. once you're in that land, you're looking around, you can only see the land that you're in. You, you shouldn't be able to see uh halloween town from starport that kind of thing no I've absolutely put a lot not. of thought into this you know you don't want to break um, the immersion yeah i think uh you know you describe this like a walkway uh i think that very much sounds like the entrance to galaxy's edge at disneyland anaheim yeah actually because uh, that has quite a long walkway um down uh, through the rockery yeah uh, down actually, that's... Uh, from the main park into galaxy's edge that's uh, that's that's exactly what I was going for, Josh. Exactly what I was going for. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Kind of my general thought process when it came to designing each land, to be honest, was make sure it's decorated um, well. That was kind of where I've probably spent most of my time. And then it was very much kind of making use of the preset thrill rides, kiddie rides, food stores, etc. that fit with that theming. Uh, and then I would have one big ride in each land that I actually designed myself so in the case of Starport, uh, it's all the kind of appropriately themed sci-fi thrill rides, etc. Some indoor stuff like a laser tag thing, I think, is in there. But then a roller coaster that I built from scratch, uh, which is a steel coaster. I guess the closest point of comparison would be something like uh, Kumba. You know, it's it's nothing. It, it's It's got a chain lift and then uh, it's very inversion focused, uh, but there's no launch on it or anything like that. Uh, it's right, just yep. kind of a standard steel coaster um, so that's Starport then there's uh, on the uh, directly opposite side of the park is the jungle uh, which uh, has a couple of animal exhibits uh, some kiddie rides uh, and then the main ride in there is a, uh, a splash boat ride which is fairly straightforward but offers some nice Excellent. views of the uh, of the land but again it uh, doesn't go any higher than the tree line so you're not going to be able to see out into yeah. Um, this is uh, this is very much how uh, Alton Towers is actually designed because uh, the rules stipulate at Alton Towers that uh, nothing is allowed to go beyond this tree line um, ah. for fear that it would be viewable for you know ramblers or people in the village or that sort of thing. So right. uh, yeah, everything has to stay below the tree line. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, especially in the UK. I think this is maybe more of an issue than it is, say, in Central Florida. Um, but yeah, the 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 thought that has to go into the design of the park based on the people who live nearby. I think I might have told this story before, but one time I went to Legoland as a kid. I was our childminder that had taken us. So it was uh, my, me and my sister, our childminder, and her daughter. And our childminder's husband also came. He's the one who'd got us free entry that day because he worked for some sort of sound engineering company. He was involved with a lot of like concerts and that kind of thing. 
and he'd basically been tasked with going to Legoland to try out this, what was at the time, a new ride called the Jungle Coaster, just to basically get a sense for how much noise it was generating and whether it was going to be appropriate, given that yeah. people live near the theme park. Uh, so that was, yeah, I was probably too young to fully understand it. But yeah, it's interesting how much thought has to go into that kind of stuff. Uh, certainly here, I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but I guess the parks feel a little more isolated in Florida, so it's maybe less of an issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they're kind of in not necessarily, you know, they're not in residential areas. No. Uh, the UK parks have definitely kind of sprung up more organically. Um, mm. You know, they started off as zoos or as smaller fairs or uh, walk walking attractions. Um, and have slowly grown into what we know today. Whereas, uh, for the most part, most of the, you know, the US is such a big country that uh, theme parks are kind of put out of the way a little bit away from residential areas. Um, yeah. So the only one that I know that's had any issues is one of, is the Six Flags Park that has um, Kinder Car in it, um, because uh, they used to sound a siren every time it went up, um, and the. <laughs> The nearby residents could hear it and were not too pleased. No, I can't imagine. Uh, did it sound like an air raid siren or something? Uh, I think it was like a um, kind of like a foghorn. Right. So that, that, uh, it, no matter how annoying it might have been, at least I hope they wouldn't have ever mistaken it for somebody's coming to bomb us. Uh, yeah, distress- no, absolutely. Distressing. It'd be quite impressive because I'm pretty sure it's like in the middle of the country as well. So. Right. Huh. Um, yeah, I'm not super familiar with Kingda Car. I have to have a look. Um, it's like the... stealth, but bigger. Not that that's a good reference for you, but no, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the jungle. Um, I, guess, I guess next land you could feasibly come to would be the Wild West, um, which again, it, lots of like this one's got a bit, a few more sort of what I like to think of as actors. I mean, they're actually animatronics, but they're. I think in real life, I would hire some people to play these roles of cowboys and Indians and stuff. Uh, I guess in real life you'd hire them to be uh, as real people and then slowly remove the people and replace them <laughs> with animatronics. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a, a lot of uh, more like set design in this um, land than probably any other, where in, in a lot of the other ones I relied on. On nature itself, Josh, lots of trees and shrubs and bushes. No. Whereas in here I've got lots of like um, saloons and... Uh, uh, bars and that kind of thing that are set up along the pathways. Uh, the only uh, foliage of any sort are there's plenty of cacti dotted about. Uh, and in terms Lovely. of rides, it's again kind of your typical fairground fair, but then a a pretty exciting wooden wooden coaster, uh, minecart design, uh, Temple of Doom, vintage Temple of Doom. Um, Excellent. So that's quite that's good what you fun. Want. Uh, and there is also a pretty large exhibit for some horses, Josh. So you can go and look at some horses roaming relatively freely in the wild. You West. can't do any uh, like horse riding or anything in these games, can you? Not, not as a person, obviously. But uh, I don't think so. You can design. I believe you can design. I don't know how much. I didn't make any of these. I can't remember how much direct control you ever have. You have over it, but you can make animal shows. Uh, and it's worth noting also that right, all okay, this yeah. animal content came as part of the wild expansion pack. I don't think it's even possible to buy RCT3 now 
by itself. I think the only version for sale anywhere is the premium edition, which has yeah, wild and soaked. Yeah. So, you know, if you were coming to this now, I don't think you'd have to worry about missing out on anything. But back in the day, uh, the animal stuff was added later. Um, I, I think it's incorporated really well. There's a There's not a massive selection of animals, but the control you have over the way you can design their exhibits... Uh, you can put like viewing galleries in them, and as I say, I'm pretty sure you can design shows. So yeah, there's a fair degree of uh, flexibility for you when it comes to designing the animal exhibits and incorporating them into a theme park environment. I mean, I guess theoretically you could, if you want, to just build a zoo. Uh, but yeah, I think that if, you, if you're on a zoo game, play Zoo Tycoon. Should Zoo Tycoon exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's the Wild West. Uh, we've then got Halloween Town, uh, which you know we're we're awaiting a, a cease and desist order from Disney on the naming of that land, but it hasn't arrived yet, so we're going to stick at it for now. I was very excited to see the Halloween Town trilogy was on Disney Plus. Uh, I'll get to that. Have you, have you watched them yet? I haven't. Well, obviously, I watched them plenty as a kid. I've not yet watched them on Disney Plus. Uh, they're, they're genuinely pretty good, you know. Like they're probably. Up there, certainly, in terms of the Disney Channel original movies. They are among the best. Yes, I, potentially even the best, um, I think. Um, you might go to back for High School com- Musical. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was what I was about to say. You know, my, the only competition I can think of is High School Musical. Um, yeah. Which is quite... Yeah, it's it's right. up there. It certainly is. Uh, was so never given the... The third one was uh, in the cinema. Well, yeah, I was about to say Halloween Town never got the cinema treatment that it deserved, unlike High School Musical. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe Disney th- might do a remake. Uh, oh, put it in the cinema. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, Halloween Town. Um, I quite enjoy the the vibe of this land. Actually, um, there's plenty of haunted house type rides available in the RCT3 stable, so there was plenty of stuff for me to play with. Uh, the animatronics that you can add are pretty good fun as well. There's like a headless horseman, uh, witches stirring cauldrons, uh, hands coming out of graves, that kind of stuff. So that's all good fun. That's pretty cool. Um, and it's probably the best ride that I designed myself as well. It's called Into the Woods. It's a launch coaster, <laughs> and uh, I've built it within this kind of spooky forest there are loads of decrepit trees dotted around everywhere and it as i say it's a launch coaster the station or when you're queuing you're very much kind of entering the woods the station is surrounded by these trees it's quite funny when you go into first person mode to ride this coaster um yeah you would die because all the trees are just overhanging and you are clearly just hitting you in the face Oh, God. Uh, it would not get past any health and safety tests at all. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But the the idea is that you, you are surrounded by the woods, uh, and then when you launch out, you then go straight up. Um, just before you go up, you do come up to the Headless Horseman, uh, which is very scary. Uh, and then you shoot up into something approaching a top hat manoeuvre that then will sort of twist and bail out and head into like a... Uh, Again, kind of a Kumba style triple, not quite triple loop, but Kumba's got those kind of like those moments on Kumba where it has. Are they sort of, yeah, sort of subsequent loops on Kumba, or it's got those moments where it will sort of send you into an inversion and then straight into another one in these kind of large banked turns? Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of tried to do a little bit of that. Uh, 
it also goes underground at points. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting hit in the face by a tree aside, this ride would still not pass any health and safety tests. I'm pretty sure the vast majority of people would come off dead with severe brain damage at the very least. <laughs> it's kind of intense. There's no let up whatsoever. And even when it comes herring back towards the station, it doesn't really slow down <laughs> until it gets into the station itself, at which point it just comes to a really sudden stop. Right. Slams but, uh, on the anchors. and Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's, Have you uh, made any yeah. death coasters? Oh, what? Ones that are just deliberately unfinished? or Yeah. I haven't, no. Um, I, I wanted to be as responsible as possible, uh, other than obviously this getting hit in the face by trees situation that I, I maybe should think about but no I haven't made any test coasters is that something that you spent a lot of time doing <laughs> as, as a youth um, yes because I thought it was funny so you're the type of person um, when you're playing the sims you would like make a one by one house and just put a sim in there and just watch them slowly descend into madness and wet themselves to death you were that kid uh yeah, I, well, I didn't really play uh, The Sims particularly, um, but um, I, I was pretty useless at The Sims, actually. Um, so I didn't really oh, have did to I... do that. They would die anyway. Right, but... fair enough. Uh, yeah, you can't, get, you can't do anything quite that dark in the new Animal Crossing, which um, part of me is annoyed about because one of my villages I don't like at all. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Yeah, I'm kind of done with all my villages on that. Um, they can you can all... you can get them evicted. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, I saw, but I haven't actually done it yet. I haven't looked into it, but I did see that you can do yeah, that. You go, you um... go talk to Isabel, and she's like, "Oh man, I don't like confrontation." But you can just be like, "I don't care. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> get them out of here." Uh, I'd get rid of them all. Do the houses stay or do the houses go? I don't know because you can talk to Tom Nook and ask him to move houses around. So I'm not quite sure if the house... I would assume the houses go because each house is kind of built in the image of the character, isn't it? So... Yes, yeah. I would think the house goes, but I, I haven't actually evicted anyone myself yet, so can't say for certain. I haven't hit the maximum number of villages, so I'm not super rushing to get people evicted, but there are there are one or two that I probably will evict once I feel like is they're it... taking up space. Is there any benefit to having uh, maxed out villages on that? Um, I don't think so. I think you know, just just means there's on paper there should be like more to do, right? More characters to interact with, and more characters who could, right? Yeah, you know, give you stuff and whatever. Uh, I'm I'm playing that game like a lot of people play Animal Crossing very obsessively and really want to get everything out of it and everything done as soon as possible it's never been that way for me i'm quite happy to just play it for like 20 minutes a day and be very chill about it and i kind of like it for that so yeah i've seen a lot of people on twitter like complaining like oh i missed the shooting stars i'm gonna wait a whole nother week or uh turnip prices are too low today it's rubbish i'm so frustrated and it's like it's just not this is not that kind of game it's it's just you know just chill it's fine all right Just chillax yeah uh anyway back to rct3 um i think that's all my thing lands really the uh the other two things worth noting is again coming off that kind of well i talked about the transport area didn't i with the trains and the monorail yeah uh, the only other ride i've got really is uh basically an expedition everest ripoff 
uh, it was just a big chunk of land that was kind of awkwardly placed because of how I had designed the other land. So I used, uh, I dove into the terraforming tools, made a big old uh, sort of mountain range looking thing, uh, recolored it to look all snowy and icy, uh, stuck some random uh, kind of adventure uh, themed scenery around and then proceeded to build a sort of wooden coaster uh, in the space that was left and it kind of ducks and weaves into the mountain itself and comes back out. It's got a pretty scary... Yeah, I was quite, scary... imp- I was quite impressed with that. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, wait till you see it in its full glory and not on this sort of grainy Skype footage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that was kind of the... Uh, the final piece of the puzzle and kind of finished up the ride really so of the park so yeah it's probably from a actual design and theming perspective the most thought and effort i've ever put into a uh, video games theme park in my life and um yeah i i quite enjoyed returning to rct3 i have to say that's excellent to hear tom always Thanks love uh, hearing people come back to video games from their past and enjoying it uh yes which uh we can't say for all those halo games we've been going back to over the last few months oh boy some of those are rough um yeah as i say when we come to the end of this we like to look back on the response the game got at the time rct3 according to wikipedia made uh received mostly positive reviews uh average rating of 81 at metacritic uh games among those who gave it a positive review it was named strategy it's game of the hard. year for 2004 by computer gaming world uh sorry it was nominated it lost to the sims 2 uh Ugh, boo. sims 2 is a very good game i must say i didn't realize they'd both the same that year. Was, uh, it was a strong that year was when we, yeah well, that's when we started school right so secondary school yeah it was <laughs> yeah well that explains a lot um RCT3 was the ninth best-selling computer game in 2004. and uh, was the fifth place in 2005. So maybe it was a late 04 release. Uh, Would make sense, yeah. Yeah. June 2015, Frontier reported that the game had sold more than 10 million copies in total. Uh, well, that's good so, going. Yeah. RCT3. We've spoken about that more than we have any other video game in this series i think uh yeah i think it's the one we have uh, most fond memories of or most um collect- collected memories i guess um cause yeah because of, of when it came out yeah definitely uh some of the older games that we've talked about so far we were actually coming to for the first time for the purposes of this podcast others you had kind of dallied with as a kid i wasn't so familiar with the ones that are coming yeah. up kind of a weird mishmash really there's quite a long gap because we've been going through these in release order and uh it slows down quite a bit over over a few years and then they've kind of had a bit of a renaissance in the last sort of five years or so this kind of game yeah for sure with planet coaster and parkitect and even on the console side as well stuff like jurassic world evolution and uh even weird stuff like disneyland adventures so there is still plenty of (laughs) Stuff for us to get through, but yeah, I think you're right. RCT3 is maybe the high watermark for this whole genre, for me at least. Uh, yeah, I think, um, it, you know, you got the story mode in there as well, which is 
very good. Um, some very good objectives yeah. and scenarios there. Um, I think that you know Planet Coaster will get to obviously eventually uh, is very much more of a sandboxy. Well, the last time I played it anyway, didn't really have any proper scenarios or anything like that. Um, very much focused on the sandboxy design, properly you know designing your park and that sort of thing. So I think you'll get really get into that side of things with Planet Coaster when we get around to that. Yes, definitely. Um, I did speak a couple of weeks ago about the potential of doing some streaming uh, some of these games. Um, I haven't got to it yet. I've started looking into it, and I think my plan at this point is to maybe get underway with some of that next week um, because I have three weeks off coming up where I don't even have to work from home. I'm just stuck at home because it's when I was meant to be going to Florida. So, yeah, sad times, but I will probably fill it with some uh, video games and I will try to stream some uh, of the theme park ones. Um, On my end, it will be RCT3 for the most part, maybe some Parkitect. And, yeah, I don't know, Josh, if you get involved, um, we could probably try some other PC games that are coming up, such as Planet Coaster, etc. Yeah, I think... uh... If I can get it get it going, Planet Coaster would be up there, um, and a few others as well. I think. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, in the meantime, you can stay in touch with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Parkrush Podcast. Although, as I say, not a lot going on on either of those. You can email us as well uh, at podcast at parkrush dot com, and you can find every episode we've ever done and some handy playlists at parkrush dot com. And you can also find us on your preferred podcasting app of choice whether that be apple spotify or something else uh stay safe out there and when i say out there i mean indoors you shouldn't be going out uh stay home protect the nhs play roller coaster tycoon until next week take it easy goodbye sayonara <laughs>